0: Brief duration of my life will permit me to reach for i have already reaped from it such fruits that although i have been accustomed to think lowly enough of myself and although when i look with the eye of a philosopher at the varied courses and pursuits of mankind at large i find scarcely one which does not appear vain and useless i nevertheless derive the highest satisfaction from the progress i conceive myself to have already made in the search after truth and cannot help entertaining such expectations of the future as to believe that if, among the occupations of men as men, there is any one really excellent and important, it is that which I have chosen. After all, it is possible I may be mistaken, and it is but a little copper and glass, perhaps that I take for gold and diamonds.' i know how very liable we are to delusion in what relates to ourselves and also how much the judgments of our friends are to be suspected when given in our favour but i shall endeavour in this discourse to describe the paths i have followed and to delineate my life as in a picture in order that each one may be able to judge of them for himself And that in the general opinion entertained of them, as gathered from current report, I myself may have a new help towards instruction to be added to those I have been in the habit of employing. My present design, then, is not to teach the method which each ought to follow for the right conduct of his reason, but solely to describe the way in which I have endeavoured to conduct my own. They who set themselves to give precepts must, of course, regard themselves as possessed of greater skill than those to whom they prescribe and if they err in the slightest particular, they subject themselves to censure. But as this tract is put forth merely as a history, or, if you will, as a tale, in which, amid some examples worthy of imitation, there will be found, perhaps, as many more which it were advisable not to follow, I hope it will prove useful to some without being hurtful to any, and that my openness will find some favour with all. From my childhood I have been familiar with letters— and as I was given to believe that by their help a clear and certain knowledge of all that is useful in life might be acquired, I was ardently desirous of instruction. But as soon as I had finished the entire course of study, at the close of which it is customary to be admitted into the order of the learned, I completely changed my opinion, for I found myself involved in so many doubts and errors that I was convinced I had advanced no farther in all my attempts at learning, than the discovery at every turn of my own ignorance. And yet I was studying in one of the most celebrated schools in Europe, in which I thought there must be learned men, if such were anywhere to be found. I had been taught all that others learned there, and not contented with the sciences actually taught us. I had, in addition, read all the books that had fallen into my hands, treating of such branches as are esteemed the most curious and rare." I knew the judgment which others had formed of me, and I did not find that I was considered inferior to my fellows, although there were among them some who were already marked out to fill the places of our instructors, and, in fine, our age appeared to me as flourishing and as fertile in powerful minds as any preceding one. I was thus led to take the liberty of judging of all other men by myself, and of concluding that there was no science in existence, that was of such a nature as I had previously been given to believe. I still continued, however, to hold in esteem the studies of the schools. I was aware that the languages taught in them are necessary to the understanding of the writings of the ancients, that the grace of fable stirs the mind, that the memorable deeds of history elevate it, and, if read with discretion, aid in forming the judgment. That the perusal of all excellent books is, as it were, to interview with the noblest men of past ages who have written them, and even a studied interview in which are discovered to us only their choicest thoughts, that eloquence has incomparable force and beauty, that poesy has its ravishing graces and delights, that in the mathematics there are many refined discoveries eminently suited to gratify the inquisitive, as well as further all the arts and lessen the labor of man that numerous highly useful precepts and exhortations to virtue are contained in treatises on morals that theology points out the path to heaven that philosophy affords the means of discoursing with an appearance of truth on all matters and commands the admiration of the more simple that jurisprudence, medicine, and the other sciences secure for their cultivators honours and riches, and in fine, that it is useful to bestow some attention upon all, even upon those abounding the most in superstition and error, that we may. Be